Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Hurricanes podcast. My name is Tubes Taylor and I'm very, very blessed and privileged to be here. Welcome to you too, audience. This is exclusive content for our members here at the Hobart Hurricanes. It's a podcast about showcasing the 2022-23 seasons of WBBL and BBL here at the Hobart Hurricanes. We're giving our members exclusive insight to the club's progress, what we're expecting for the season and so much more, and it'll go for a few episodes. Our very first episode is all about the WBBL, and I've got two very special guests here at Blunston Arena. I'll start with the general manager of the Hobart Hurricanes, Scott Barnes. Hello, Barnesy. Hello, Tubes. How are you, mate? Great to have you here. And, of course, the captain of the WBBL for season, the eighth season, and fresh how about Hurricane? Elise Villani. Hello, Elise. Hello, Tubes. Blessed to be here with yourself <laughs> and Barnsey. Can't <laughs> wait to hear what his job description is. <laughs> I don't know whether by saying... I did say blessed, but I do feel <laughs> privileged, that's for sure. Uh, great to have you both here. We'll start with you, Barnsey, first up. How long have you been at the Hobart Hurricanes now? It's coming up to three and a half years. Started in uh, April 2019. Um, four, three full summers and... Obviously, a fair bit of uh, turmoil in a few of those over the years and just kind of getting through it. But, yeah, really excited about the summer ahead, um, everything that we've got planned, our playing list, particularly in the girls' program, um, our commercial partners, everything we've been doing in the community, everything's building up to the season kicking off this Friday for our girls in Sydney. It is a special season. It's been a pretty tough couple of years here at Hobart Hurricanes. I know we've been pretty lucky down here because we've been able to see a lot of cricket We've had the, what do they call them, the, the Hubbles or the Hubs? Hubs. In the <laughs> hubble. I've never heard anyone call it a Hubble. <laughs> well, I call it a Hub and a Bubble because there was there was so much going on. I, I remember we got shut down here for some crazy, like someone jumped the line at the, at the hotel quarantine and we had to go down into a lockdown and, and all that stuff. But we've been pretty lucky here. But it will be nice to have crowds back at the games from a commercial point of view, Barnsley, and also no sort of limit on how people can come in and that there'll be interaction too between the crowd and the players? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, the fact that no restrictions, uh, we're going all out in terms of promoting the, the women's game this summer. We've got world-class cricketers um, scattered across not only our team but the entire competition and um, we know that our fans are going to turn out in droves. They've been desperate to see cricket, desperate to come out with their friends, with their family and just um, experience what's going to be a fantastic summer. Elise, for your first season at the Hobart Hurricanes, I know you've had uh, experience with the WNCL side last year, which was a fantastic season and, and uh, just amazing to watch. What made you come down to the Hobart Hurricanes? Well, I guess for me, you know, I got to dip my toes in the water last year with the Tigers and the WNCL and I really enjoyed it. Um, not only just, you know, living in the in the same state as my partner, that was that was great, but just how valued and respected um, I immediately felt by the organisation. Um, and I think that sort of genuinely, on one hand, surprised me a little bit because the connections and the relationships that were built from the start um, just happened really quickly. But then on the other hand, you know, the organisation is a little bit smaller um, and I love that. I love that it's like that family-friendly feeling. Um, and I just... I loved playing my cricket here last year, so it was a really easy decision for me to want to come across and play all of my cricket under the one organisation that I have a lot of respect for and um, feel extremely valued by. And, and I just feel like you know we're all heading in the in the same direction, and we've all got the same 
aspirations. So I'm really excited to see what the season ahead holds. Bunsy, I think we've been building here at Cricket Tasmania, but particularly the Hobart Hurricanes in the women's program for quite some time. Is that how you've seen it from a from a hierarchy point of view? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the work that Sally Ann Beams has been doing in that space with her vision around Journey 25 and obviously moving on to replace Simon Inslee in the general manager of high performance, but the, the legacy and the, and the structure and the programs that she's put in place has just enabled us to go from strength to strength. And as uh, Junior just mentioned, off the back of WNCL, there's a lot of our players back in our squad again this summer in the WBBL. There's a lot of momentum there. Um, and it's just a really exciting growth period kind of within the Hurricanes WBBL setup. And it's, um, yeah, we just can't wait for the season to kick off. How's the off-season been? I, I know you've had a, you travelled away <laughs> and played over in the UK for some time over there at least, but have you even had an off-season? <laughs> like yeah, I have. Um, yeah, it's a bit of an interesting one because I feel like personally I've had a lot of pre-seasons um, under my belt. So this season was a little bit different, I suppose. I, I came back about a week or two after the the rest of the group. Um, this is where my age is actually a real positive for me. Uh, it means that, you know, I, I don't have to start at the same date as everyone else. Got to give those limbs a little bit extra time. Um you know, resting and getting ready for the season. But um, I was really fortunate enough to go away for the 100 as a wild card and, and then be upgraded um, and play in that tournament, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I think the more cricket you play, the better you get um, as, as a player. So to be able to spend that off-season playing more cricket and, and continuing to try and improve um, my craft, uh, you know, was really valuable to me. And I know the girls worked exceptionally hard back here and I've been able to come back and, and seen the work that they've put in. And um, already in the first two rounds of the WNCL, I was really impressed with how everyone went around it, about it. So, um yeah, I have had an off-season. I've really enjoyed it, actually. It's been less time with, with Ross in the gym. Um, so I, I've thoroughly enjoyed that. I much prefer to be out in the middle than in the gym with him. Is it is it hard for you to switch off from cricket? At times, yes. <laughs> why, why do you think that is? Is it because it's your passion? Yeah, I, I love it. Um, I'm always looking for ways to get better, not just for myself but for the team as well. I'm always thinking about... Um, I'm always drawing fields for starters. I'm always thinking about that, always thinking about plans, um, but always thinking about how we can be a better team and how I feel like our team can help bring the best out in individuals as well and make it a place where, um, you know, everyone turns up and, and really wants to be there and enjoy it and feel valued and feel as though they can come to work every day and, and be themselves and, and feel as though um, they're not just um, – you know, like accepted, but they're actually embraced. And I think that's really important in a workplace to be able to come in and enjoy where you work every single day because it is a passion for us. And, um, you know, I just I just love the diversity that, that cricket allows um, in, in its sport. So it's something that needs to be celebrated. Absolutely. Is that something that you talk about from a board and, and management side of things, Barnsley? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the fact that, um, as Elise just alluded to, from the cricketer's perspective, high performance, that's their passion. But it's equally from... The other side, the administrative side of the office, it's our passion as well. We feel as, as much a part of the, the team and the organisation as the playing group do does. And for us to be able to then facilitate different opportunities where we can bring the players together, the staff together, be it our commercial partners, our stakeholders, our members, our fans, all together as the one unit, it's a, a really unique kind of feeling that we've got down here, a real family-orientated um, way of going about our business um, and... It's only getting stronger and stronger from my experience over the last couple of years. A couple of names on your shirts that you've got there, Hydro, Tasmanian, Cadbury, 
again, Tasmanian brands, how important is that to you? Yeah, they're, they're incredible. And um, we've also got Wilson Security and Red Z as our kind of four major partners. Um, obviously, through COVID, they stuck through, stuck with us yeah. through thick, thick and thin, um, which is just a testament to not only their organisations, but the vision and the values that we have as an organisation. And they could see the benefits by sticking by us, um, which is something they're really, we're really proud of. Same with our members. Our members really stuck by us during those tough times. And um, now we can hopefully can reward them with some on-field performances. Um, but equally, everything we do in the community is just to truly engage with them. What are some of the things that you're doing uh, as far as rewarding the members go from a game day experience and things like that? I know that the community um, blitz has been massive here at the Hobart Hurricanes. Can you talk about that a little? Yeah, for sure. So the Hydro Tasmania Community Cricket Blitz um, happened earlier this year, in the middle of the year. So we visited over 60-odd schools across the state, 7,000-plus students, which is an incredible achievement where we had 27 of our players, both um, men and female Hurricanes, visiting schools from King Island to the north and the northwest to St Helens to Strawn and down here in the south. Um, It's just a really unique opportunity for our players to get out into the community um, and the smile on the kids' faces is just incredible. Um, and it's just a really passionate, family-orientated initiative that we're, we're proud of. Um, and it kind of goes to that piece around Tasmania's team and we're incredibly proud of what we do in that space and for our partners then to kind of get on board and help support that because all those initiatives and all the money we raise goes back into the community, back into kind of helping um, give kids the opportunity not only to play cricket but live a healthy and active lifestyle um, in their own environments. How important is that stuff to you, Elise? I know that it's been difficult for you because you've been in the UK and you've come back a little bit late, but that community engagement that I, you know, I know you play club cricket here um, and I know that you're, you're, you're big at as far as getting out into, um, for instance, just on the weekend, the WBBL Family Day and the BBL Family Day here at Blunston Arena. Do you, do you find that is important to you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I always think about um, when I was a, a kid growing up who loved the game and, and loved watching you know particular people play, what would I have wanted from those people when I was a kid? And I think it's it's really important that however you know big or small you feel like your impact is as a player is actually thinking about it in reverse. And um, I just think it's incredibly important for kids, boys and girls coming through to have role models that they can relate to. So any time that we get given the opportunity to showcase our personalities um, as athletes and I guess show the community that we're people first, I think it's incredibly important. Who were some of your heroes when you were growing up? Well, it, it's funny because I my heroes um, weren't like the big names. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they were the people that um, invested in me, gave me the time of day, wrapped their arms around me as a, as a young um, kid loving the game. So, um, you know, people like Kelly Appleby um, in Melbourne, you know, she played a lot of games for Victoria. Um, but she, you know, I, I, I idolised her when I was growing up um, and she's actually a really good mate of mine now. So it feels kind of funny sort of saying that but yeah just the way that she made me feel as a young kid coming through the ranks um you know she was someone that I really looked up to and and then always had that in the back of my mind having now been an older athlete is that um you know you're never 100 percent sure how like how much you can impact someone else so even when I feel a bit floggish at times like engaging with the public because I'm just feel like I'm a lace um what that might mean to the other person I'm not sure but I want to you know give give them the best experience and the best part of me. 
you never know what influence you can have on a person, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. No, I love that. And I love that it's not necessarily a big name that anyone knows, you know, that you talk about your hero with such uh, truth, you know. Some people would be embarrassed of that. I love it. Uh, Barnsey. I think what we're seeing as well, Elise, and you mentioned kind of people looking up to you, just looking at some of these audience growth in terms of people watching WBBL. Um, so few stats here. Season high audience for WBBL was 496,000 people tuning in. So t- just to give that context, that's more than Supercars, NRLW, AFLW, A-League, Super Netball and NBL. So we're fourth there only behind AFL, NRL, BBL. So just to see the growth of the WBBL and that trajectory that it's on, at current, it's currently on, and athletes like Elise and Molly and Naomi Stallenberg and everyone else in our team and, and the wider competition more broadly, it's just a really exciting time. And um, I've got a, a young girl and I'm just so excited for her, um, the opportunities that she's going to have um, through watching superstars like Elise and the rest of the girls play. I think cricket do it better. Than, it, than most of those codes too about promoting their women's program and and that's not that's only because I've been involved with cricket Tasmania for a few years now I've seen the evolution of the game too have, how have you seen that evolution of the game Elise over the last you played all eight seasons I have yes yeah so over the eight seasons of the WBBL what what have you seen done different and done better. Well, I mean, it's a tough question. Thanks, Chips. Um, <laughs> but the uh, <laughs> of it is that we can chop this down and edit pause. <laughs> but I, I guess for me, um, you know, when the competition first started, there probably wasn't as many known female players in the game, right? Because, um, you know, the only games that had been on television were some Australian games. So it was pretty fair to assume that the only people um, that a lot of, you know, that a lot of people knew were sort of people like Elise Perry, Elisa Healy, Meg Lanning, um, those sort of cricketers. But I think what the WBBL has been able to provide is so many hometown heroes along the way, um, showing the the immense talent that, that cricket has across Australia, not just within the Australian women's cricket team, but also domestically as well. And just showcasing, you know, the talent and also the, the overseas talent as well. So bringing, um, yeah, a lot more eyes to the to the tally first and foremost and then just showcasing the incredible talent that makes up Australian cricket at the minute. Yeah, the, the talent's unbelievable. I think some of the best cricket games I've seen in the last two or three years have been women's cricket. And I think obviously we're at a much better point now than what we were eight years ago when the WBBL started, there's still some some ground to be made up there too. Who's driving standards at the Hurricanes this season? Well, I think it's everyone's responsibility to drive the standards. I, I think that a team makes a culture, so there needs to be team buy-in for that. Um, it can't just be a couple of people driving the standards because ultimately we're all responsible for, for where the team heads um, and we're going to give ourselves the most chance of being successful if we all buy in and we f- if we all drive the standards because ultimately we all have the same goal at the end of the season. As a leader, though, how do you influence that? Oh, I'll tell you what, Tube's hit me with the tough questions, isn't he? <laughs> well, I, just, I, think, I think it's 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 it is. I think we all know that a champion team beats a team of champions. Individual performance in cricket is is important, and and but I think trying to get everyone to buy into that team mentality is is hard yeah I think for me um as a leader my purpose is to have a really clear 
vision for the team um, and then I guess to you know make sure I've got those relationships with with team members um, and I, I guess to help them realize how they contribute to that vision um, as an individual and using their individual strengths as well so we don't want all players the same we want players to understand their games and to see how they can impact the team performance um, but yeah I think it's just about me sort of providing the vision and, and hopefully providing a bit of a framework for girls to go out there embrace their fear of failure and you know really showcasing who they are as individuals and ultimately just having a team first mentality. As the general manager of the Hobart Hurricanes that's, that must be great to hear. Yeah, it's music to my ears. Um, I think the other piece and that Elise is really doing is that clarity of role like really understanding the role as Elise said um, not everyone's going to um, be playing the same brand of cricket. Everyone's got a role to play within the team. That team first mentality is really critical, particularly in T20 cricket. And it goes back to what we're doing from an administrative perspective as well, not being afraid to fail, try new things and really embrace that culture aspect of the team, but also what we're doing from an um, event presentation point of view, activations, engaging with our fans and our members and everything that we do, we're trying to emulate exactly what the team are doing as that one unit across the entire organisation. Forgive my ignorance here, Elise. Have you been a part of a championship-winning WBBL side? No, I haven't. I've been runner-up a number of times. Thank you, Tubes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The, the only reason I say forgive my ignorance is because I've been so focused on the purple team for so many years that I don't even remember who won last year. Like, I just know it wasn't us. What does it take to win a WBBL championship? Well, I guess I'm still figuring that out. Um, <laughs> but I, I guess for me, it's, um, you know, I've, I've seen the teams that have won it over the years um, and, and I think it really comes down to um, it doesn't, not the team not relying on a couple of performances, but actually, you know, understanding that different players within your team have different impacts, different roles. So we're not always going to have the stuff like, the, the, you know, the sexy stuff where you get all the accolades as an individual, but what you might um, do as an individual on the field may allow someone else to get that. But ultimately it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who gets the runs. It doesn't matter who gets the wickets and it doesn't matter who takes the catches because we all have the same vision. So we need that team first mentality. And then we, and then we actually need to go out there on the big stage when the pressure's on and stick to that. So that's what the that's what the good teams do really well is that they have the process. It's easier in the round games, but once you get to the finals and there's no second chances, that's where the true teams stand up. So I think we've got you know a really solid game plan, um, and I'm excited for for our team to go out there and, and showcase what we've got. Um, but the true test will come in the finals where you know you know there's no second chances. Do the Hurricanes have what it takes? Absolutely. Why? Well, I think the good thing is we've been – so the Hurricanes have been building for a couple of years, but there's also a lot of the same people involved in the Hurricanes um, as there is in the Tiger space. So I feel like this is a culture and a game plan and a mentality that we've been building over the last 12 months especially. So it's not too dissimilar when we're not asking for girls to do anything that they haven't done or haven't trained for. So it's not like we're coming in with a brand new game plan for a six to eight week tournament. We're coming in and we're using it as an opportunity to, to continue to showcase what we've got down here in Tasmania. Barnsley, do you believe the Hurricanes have the what it takes to take out the WBBL this year? I have no doubt at all. Um, 
as Junior alluded to and as I said earlier, the fact that we've got consistency in terms of our list. Uh, we've been building over the last few years. I think the WNCL final last year has just instilled that confidence that we can perform on that big stage. We've got a lot more depth and experience, particularly with some of our younger players than we ever have. The likes of Amy Smith and EMG coming through the ranks as Tasmanians, I think it just adds to what is already a very strong um, list in terms of experience. So that consistency of list, a bit more experience, proven on the big stage, is just setting us up for, for this summer and beyond. Because I genuinely believe it's we've, we've got the side to win this year, but we can really create... Um, a bit of a dynasty here in terms of um, the next two to three years. What can members expect at games? Entertaining cricket, for one. <laughs> um, really engaged um, activations, fireworks, colour, noise, atmosphere, just a really great experience for, for families to bring their, their kids along, bring their friends along, um, a relaxed atmosphere, but seeing world-class cricket out on the pitch, but equally the accessibility of the players. Yep. Um, so post-match, the ability to do take selfies, get autographs, get up close um, with their with their heroes um, is something that we're really looking forward to bring to the members and our fans um, this summer. And that means a lot to you as a playing group too, Elise. I know it's hard for you to speak on behalf of the entire playing group, but you are the captain. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we for the last couple of years, we haven't had the ability to do that and to engage with members and fans as much as, as we would have liked. So, um, you know, I think it's incredibly important for us to show how grateful we are for that support because we love what we do and it's not possible without the hard work of, one, the organisation, but, two, the support of our members and fans. So we, you know, really want to pay them back for their loyalty, um, hopefully put on a really good show for them out on the pitch, but also, you know, get up close and personal and, and, and show them that we truly are grateful people for their support. Bunsy, run me through the, the decision to play games in La Trobe this year. Yeah, so we're committed to playing cricket um, across the state where possible. Um, you remember a couple of years ago we played in Burnie. Burnie yeah. um, unfortunately, we hadn't had the chance to to play in the north of the state or northwest of the state, kind of due to COVID and other restrictions over the last few years. So for us, there was an opportunity to go to La Trobe, um, play two games there against the Stars, so at least as former team, so that'll be... Um, two um, sensational fixtures, but um, yeah, it's a great opportunity for for La Trobe and that local community in the in and around that area to experience world class cricket. Um, I guess have the opportunity to showcase their um, their their field, their their wicket, yep. um, and everything about um, the town that is La Trobe and the surrounding town. So we're really excited about going up there. The the council and the curators are really excited. Everyone's up and about. We're engaging with schools. We're really excited about getting some big crowds there. They're afternoon games um, on the Tuesday and Wednesday, so we're expecting big things from that part of the state and we're really excited about just bringing um, world-class WBBL cricket to that part of Tasmania. You've been here for about 12 months now, Elise? Nah, a little bit longer than that now. Oh, Come on, give me something. Sorry, sorry. Have <laughs> you I think that's 18 months eight now. Eight months. All right, all right, all right. Sorry, back up, Terry. Um, tell me, have you had much of a chance to experience Tasmania? Yes, I've managed to sneak away a little bit. Um, geez, now you're, now you're testing my memory. But um, <laughs> I have. I've been to a few Airbnbs, St. Yep. Helens. Um, give me some other places and I'll say yay or nay. Okay. You've Coles been Bay. North Coles Bay, Bay, yes. Wine Glass Bay, of course. Yes. Yeah. Have you been to the northwest coast yet? Can I please have some? My geography's not great. Stanley? No. The Nut? 
No. Penguin? Penguin? Yes. You've been to Penguin? I have. I, I did a player appearance in Penguin, yeah. It was Brilliant. beautiful. It is a lovely place. That's where I played my junior footy. <laughs> Great. My favourite. If I was going to move anywhere in Tasmania with, you know, no need for money, I'd move to Penguin tomorrow. Yeah, I got a photo with that giant penguin. Big penguin. Yeah, great. Uh, you like it here? I do. Yeah, I love it here. What is it about Tasmania that that you love? Well, I think for me, um, I'm a pretty relaxed character. Um, So first and foremost, I love how much water there is. I just think there's something soothing about being surrounded by water. Um, we're really lucky in the place that we live that, you know, we can see the water from our from our house. And um, every morning when I'm having a coffee, I just think, geez, like not everyone gets to look at a view like this. Like, this is pretty amazing. So I love that. I love being able to, you know, drive five minutes down the road and take um, our dog Nessa along the beach. I just love the, the fact that everywhere is about 15 minutes away and I have to catch myself sometimes when something's half an hour. I'm like, oh, that's ridiculous. And then I think, at least if you're from Melbourne, that's perfectly... <laughs> That's perfectly fine, but I love how close everything is, the small community feel, um, you know, going to, to the same sort of shops and bumping into the same people and, and saying hello, g'day, how are you, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I absolutely love it. And I, I'm like I'm Tazzy's number one fan now. I, I feel like in my younger days I gave it a bit of a bum rap because every time I came here to play cricket it seemed to rain. Um, but now I'm just going around telling the rest of Australia that actually Tazzy's a pretty dry state um, and, and the rain – actually isn't around as much and, it, and it's not too dissimilar to weather in Melbourne so I love it here. Barnsey what about you your favourite place in Tassie? Favourite place in Tassie? Yeah I know it's hard. Blunston question. Arena. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah near enough. Uh, yeah I'd say the east coast yeah, um, yeah Coles Bay and Freysonay around that part of the world. How's your golf game? At the moment I, my last round was quite good actually I'm not sure about my next round though. Where are you playing? I'm playing at the Tassie Golf Club. Barnsey, where do you play? Royal Hobart. That's, that's, well the, that's the expensive one, isn't it? The elite one. Yeah, yeah I need his, I need to be a GM to play there. <laughs> well, I was going to say, next uh, Hydro Tasmania Community Blitz, you better get on the plane and head to King Island, I reckon. that You better get on board for that next year, unless you're playing over in the UK, <laughs> of course. Look, uh, Elise Villani and Scott Barnes, it's been so great to catch up with you. I'll ask you one last question. Who's winning... Player of the tournament in the WBBL in season 08. Oh. Me first? Yep. I think she's sitting opposite me. Oh. Um, thanks, thanks Barnsley. <laughs> well, the way that you've kind of started the WNCL with those two sensational knocks, um, you seem really clear-headed, really focused on knowing your role, knowing what to do, your experience, and um, i just got a good feeling that you'll lead the side um, from the front in terms of run score and player of the tournament. At least if it's not you. <laughs> I, know you I know you hate singling <laughs> I out d- I do hate this, Tubes. Okay, like, well, you know I hate this. You know this. what? I, I'm just going to say that you're going to say yourself. Right? No, I'm definitely... <laughs> you, you know I would... No pre- way. You can put the pressure <laughs> on yourself. No. Um, I would love um, someone... Oh. Jeez, I do find this really hard. Um, All right, let's 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 scrap that. Okay, thank let's you. Let's go back to another question <laughs> because I know I know you don't like doing that, and it, and it made sense to me for the listener. I, I interviewed Elise for my radio show Triple M Breakfast with Wooden Tubes. We can leave that in <laughs> uh, six till nine Monday to Friday. Triple M. Um, I interviewed Elise a little earlier today, and I, I asked about players who she's expecting to have a good tournament. And what did you say to me? Because I, I, s- I loved it. I said that I hate that question. 
Um, and be- then I said, why? Yes, and I said because I hate putting extra pressure on players because I feel like cricket can be a really individual team game, which is something that I dislike about the game. So in our team, I'd like as much as we can to make it about the team and to to not have individuals focusing or um, getting sucked into too many individual performances because ultimately it's the success of the team that is driving us all. So can can we as individuals make those impacts or, or play those roles that allow the team to win, but it may not mean that they get the stat to their name. So that's why I hate it because I want it to be more of a team game and all about um, where the Hobart Hurricanes are heading. So good, isn't it? Brilliant. Yeah, great. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on the Hurricanes podcast for our members. Elise, all the very best for Friday when the season kicks off. Barnsley, all the best for the next, what is it, three months? Four months. Four months. (laughs) (laughs) Barnsley's family's never going to see him. No, my family's not going to see me either. I hope to be involved this year. But thanks so much for joining us and all the best for the season. Thanks, Thank Tubes. you. My name's Tubes Taylor. Thanks so much for joining us on the Hurricanes member podcast. That's the official title. <laughs>